to Inner Bloom, a podcast about how to live a happier, healthier, more harmonious life as you learn how to work with the universe, reconnect with your intuition, and bloom from within. I'm Alexa, a writer, producer, and EFT practitioner with a passion for all things metaphysical. And with me is my friend and co-host, Ambie. I'm Ambie, a physical therapy assistant, mom of three, an intuitive medium who has been communicating with the spirit world since the age of five. Some might call it woo-woo, but from our perspective, anything is possible, and we intend to normalize the abnormal by sharing our own life experiences as well as intuitive insights, channeled material, wisdom from special guests, and any other resources we believe will help our souls expand and thrive. Hello, all you bloomers. Happy Monday. We're back once again. I'm Alexa, and with me is Ambrosia Matthews. Ooh, I like it. It doesn't get old. Hello. I I said like a few episodes ago that I was not going to call you Ambrosia, but then I just started calling you Ambrosia. So like what up with that? I know, but you're – Way to stick to your guns. (laughs) It's good because you're you're never like and my co-host Ambrosia. It's always like Ambrosia Matthews. I'm, I'm, like, oh, I'm branding. Y- I'm branding you. You're paying me in advertising <laughs> yep. behind the scenes. No one knows. I am. Nobody knows. It's um yeah subliminal advertising. Ah, what's up? Just enjoying this Monday in my beautiful view. What's your view of? In my mind at the beach. In your mind. Yep. In you're my in mind, your, you're in your mind's eye view. Yes, I'm in my mind's eye view at the beach. That's my happy place. <laughs> That's funny because it's like bird's eye view, but mind's eye view. You know, I like that. I like it. Mind's I eye like view. It. Also, someone. Oh, oh my God, me and Nikki and Ka- Nikki Kasha helps out with this show. Um, shout out to Kasha because we don't shout around enough. What's up, girl? What up, girl? Thanks, thanks for everything you do for us. And Nikki, who's a listener of this show. Um, what up, girl? What up, girl? Um, we were what were we? We were coming up with stuff the other day, and we came up with the best podcast name ever. It's called uh, Crystals and Coffee. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like a spirit, it, like that. If our show wasn't called this, it would be called Crystals and Coffee because it's like two girls like talking over coffee and crystals. You know, that's what I mean? cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Do you coffee right now? I'm drinking my coffee literally right now. But Me don't too. take you are. My God, we're so in sync. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, oh, I love it. Okay, so, so before we get into today's topic, let's uh, let's do some housekeeping, which is number one. Um, shouting out our Amaze Balls Patreons, Tiffany Toledo. <laughs> We need a. We need. We really do. Eventually, need to get you a soundboard, and then we'll have like a Patreon sound effect. It'll be like pa 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 Patreon, like that. This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh oh that, no, yeah. not that though. That freaks me out, dude. That freaks weirdest. You out? I think we already had that conversation. Yeah, Go we, ahead, did. we did. We did. We did. Advert. Uh, commer- radio commercials really freaked me out when I was a kid. Um, 
Okay, so Tiffany. Gosh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Tiffany Bolito, Tammy Lip, Sheena Bone, Renee Hart, Mimi Evnitor, Melanie Larson, Marlena Brazil, Mariah Atkinson, Mandy Ford, Lisa Perez, Kim Bartell, Kellyanne Bates, Kasha, Jamie Witch, Jamie McMahon, Jamie Edwards, Heather Keeper, Cheyenne Carroll, Charm City Foster Mom on Instagram, and Karen Miranda. Thank you. Yes, that was like in one breath, you guys. I don't think that was fast enough. What do you guys think? (laughs) I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm practicing to be an auctioneer. I already told you guys this. Like, yeah. Thank you all, patrons. Thank you so much. We definitely su- uh, we support you. We, we support appreciate- you. We salute you. We, we salute, salute you. you. We appreciate your support. Thank you and, so very much. And for those of you who sent in your address, check this week for a special little surprise in your mailbox. We and for will. those who didn't send your address, send your address. Yeah. And for those of you that are not patrons yet, think about it because you get free stuff. And that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So, uh, Ambi, we have a a night – we have a positive review. Would you like to read it? I would like to read it. Okay. Lightworkers being real and funny as hell. Five stars by Brittany Aitz. I like that. An absolutely incredible podcast for all you lightworkers out there wanting to absorb positive energy while also listening to enlightened thoughts, trusting your intuition, learning about things you might never have heard of before, personal example, Atlantis, and other information and feels, all while keeping it real AF. (laughs) Inner Bloom AF, what up? Love Um, it. I really love that name. But either way, you know, crystals and coffee, Inner Bloom AF. Um. Today, what are we talking about? Oh, wait, before we do that, before we do that, um, let's okay. talk about our retreat because we only, as of now, have three spots left. We just, another person just signed up. So we have three spots left. And Woo-hoo! again, um, the early bird price goes until February 16th or obviously until we sell out. So again, if you're thinking of coming, just want to give everyone forewarning that we have three tickets left. And you can get the link to the event in our show notes, as always. So, yay! Yay! We're so excited. I was on doing that or doing the three spots left. Three spots left. Oh my god! I didn't want to. Three, three, three spots left. (laughs) Um. All right. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) we're silly today. Um. Okay. So today, I came across this post this morning that I sent to Ambi. Um, because I was like, yo, I really think we should talk about this because I think this is really interesting and um, just was really resonating with me and with her. So I'm going to read what I saw. <sighs> okay. It says, this is a total mind fuck. So I'll give you a minute to unpretzel your brain and maybe read that again. Wanting positive experience is a negative experience. Accepting negative experience is a positive experience. It's what the philosopher Alan Watts used to refer to as the backwards law. The idea that the more you pursue feeling better all the time, the less satisfied you become, as pursuing something only reinforces the fact that you lack it in the first place. The more you desperately want to be rich, the more poor and unworthy you feel, regardless of how much money you actually make. The more you desperately want to be sexy and desired, the uglier you come to see yourself, regardless of your actual physical appearance. The more you desperately want to be happy and loved, the lonelier and more afraid you become, regardless of those who surround you. The more you want to be spiritually enlightened, the more self-centered and shallow you become in trying to get there. 
So I actually don't know where this quote is from. I feel as if I've seen it along uh, another place a long time ago, but I didn't actually absorb it or truly read through it. Um, and when I saw this this morning, I was like, damn, that is some truth right there because I, I can speak for myself. I was just telling Ambie this this morning, which is probably why I saw this quote which is I feel like I wake up every day and I'm like, okay, need to do my work today. Like need to um, do my like personal development work and my like just, you know, being a better person work and let me turn on Abraham for – affirmations and all of that. Yeah, all the things. All the things that that are tools, right? But it's Mm -hmm. like we get – you know, there is such – I remember, Ambie, when I first met you, you were talking about how – you were like, you know, people get addicted to psychics, right? And I was like, yeah, no, like, like we were talking about how people can get like addicted to things that help <laughs> them, basically, but right. to their detriment. And I think this concept of, especially the part where it says, wanting positive experience is a negative experience, and accepting negative experience is a positive experience because when you're wanting, then everything you do is – well, it just depends. But when you're wanting, that means you're in lack. You feel like you don't have it. So therefore, you're just perpetuating the not having it. But when you accept, for example, a negative experience, that's the positive experience because you're accepting what is. And accepting what is means that you have everything, right? Like that you're not in lack. So mm-hmm. it's this really weird backwards thing that's going on. And I do think that every once in a while, especially in this community, we all need this check because it's real easy to get out of hand with this stuff and drive yourself insane. Yep. Yep, I agree. And then also I feel like it's easy to beat yourself up about it. Like, oh, I'm not having a positive thought right now. I suck. And then it just like goes downhill from there. And it's like, no, you just need to. That's when Abraham talks about going general. Just go general because you're too wrapped up in it right now. Mm -hmm. Just go general. And then the other thing, the other thing I feel like is when John has said before, like, You didn't come here just to feel happy. You came here to feel sad. You came here to feel mad. You came here to feel hurt. You came here to feel, um, you know, lonely and supported. You came here to feel all of the emotions, not just happy. But I feel like, especially with the law of attraction, we focus like, oh, I've got to be happy. I've got to be happy or I'm not going to attract it. Mm -hmm. But that's an unrealistic expectation. And What it does is it makes us feel even worse for not feeling happy, which is insane. Yeah. And then the momentum just picks up so much and then you just feel like you're in – it. literally, it's so interesting how you can make yourself feel like – like you can literally make yourself feel like something's coming for you or like you're about to die literally because you're putting – so much momentum on, you know, what's not happening because you think that you're pushing so hard against it, you know. And truly like – and I had one of those – Last night, I was like literally in bed feeling so anxious in my body. I just wanted to like jump out of my skin. And then this morning, I like had this talk with Ambie. And it's crazy how, you know, sometimes just giving yourself permission to just be where you are and just accept – like because I, I think like so much of the time, we're always trying to – and I, here's here's another thing we can talk about because I, I was explaining this to Ambie right before we got on the phone how – I think there's like different types of people, right? 
one one of these types of people is how I am. I've been raised this way or I've developed this personality this way where when something is going around me that I really don't like, what I or or if it's just something, it can even be like a thing, a physical object. If it gets ruined or something breaks on it, the first thing I want to do is throw it away because I, or get rid of it because I'm like, okay, this this is not good anymore. So let's get rid of this and get a new one because this is not this is damaged, right? Same thing, right. even for but that also applies to like my relationships and my. I mean, I've actually like looking back, I've actually thrown away a lot of friendships in the past because I felt like, oh, this isn't as good as it used to be. So um, – and we have issues and we're not like, you know, and instead of staying and working that out, I've kind of freaked out and been like, I just don't like this feeling. Get me out of it. Get me out of this thing, right? And I just move on mm-hmm. to the next friend. And then there's other people who are – and I was telling Ambie, this is very much like how my partner is where he's like – um He's 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 like he always talks about how he was raised to see things through and to follow through on things. So, you know, and and he's an engineer. So, when when something's broken, like I like I said, I'm the one who's like let's throw this out and he's like hold on. Like, wait, we can fix this or we can like salvage this or we can reuse this, you know? He's always like trying to work on the thing and make it better. And I think <clears throat> a lot of us here in this community, we get kind of – I feel like may, – or maybe I'm generalizing, but I feel like a lot of people listening are probably more like me where it's kind of like mm-hmm. we kind of get so upset with what we're seeing or we feel kind of so panicked about it or just like, no, this isn't right or this isn't good anymore that we're just like, just get rid of it and let's just start over. You know what I mean? Um, and why was I going into that? Well, I don't know because sometimes we just freak (laughs) out and we freak out and we want to just start over fresh, you know, and it's like – and it's like there's so much to learn from the present moment. There's so much to learn from accepting where you are and from not trying to just get – destroy it, destroy the moment, you know. And actually, Ambie, this leads into something else. This is kind of going all over the place, but this leads into something else because – you know, sometimes you read people – I've seen this happen two or three times with you where you give someone a reading and you tell them that you see something kind of negative happening to them. Like like there's something negative that's going to occur within a relationship or within a work situation or something like that. And then they say, okay, well, can I just – break up with this person or can I just like move on from this and just get out of this situation? And you go, well, you can, but you still need to learn the lesson. So it's still going to occur eventually, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's this really weird thing where we're like, wait, what? Like I have to – I have to – you're telling me like I can't fix – I just have to go deal with this thing with like I have to go experience this negative thing and it's really interesting because that came up today when I was talking to someone else and I was like wow it's so interesting how like you know sometimes that is just like what we have to do and like that's why and that's exactly why we're here we're here to be in in that because we want something from it because there's something that we're going to gain from that negative experience that quote-unquote negative experience right So it's Mm -hmm. like our soul wants it, but our ego is like, nope, get the hell out of here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a lot of experiences in my personal life that I've looked at it 
at this situation and I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is the end. This is the worst <laughs> thing that could possibly happen. Um, like just off, off the top of my head, like being a single mom. I remember feeling at that time, I did not want to be a single mom so badly because I was raised by a single mom and I knew how hard it was. And I remember just feeling like, this is it. This is the end. But like, <laughs> there's also a lot of pride in knowing like that you're going to, you're going to fix it. Everything's going to be okay. And I look back on those years of my life and I, I just think of like everything that I learned, like I learned how to do finances and I learned how, um, to study cause I really just discovered my why, why do I want to go to school? And so I, it really made me the person that I am today because I went through that struggle, you know? Mm, yeah. But it's it's kind of almost like I feel like a lot of the time because I know I do this, I almost try to foresee and predict those things. Like I'm always kind of trying to be like, okay, what do I know I need to learn? Okay, so then what's probably going to happen? Okay, so if that's probably going to happen, then why don't I just do that now and save myself the pain type of thing? What? And- <laughs> what do you mean what? What? Okay. I love you. That's the craziest thing I've ever no, heard. No, it's not. It's so normal. Are you kidding? It's so normal. I feel like so many people are going to relate to this because when and I'm I feel like so many people are going to relate to it as well. And I mean this to say, I mean to say this to everybody from a place of love. That's insane. But it doesn't feel insane when like you've. I I understand from a larger perspective, it's insane because you're literally trying to fast forward through life just to get to the end so that you save. But the reason you're trying to do it is because you just are trying to save yourself. Like you're trying to make sure you're trying to protect. Yeah. You're, it's out of protection. And when oh, you definitely. when you grew up in a in an environment where you felt like. Um, bad things would happen and you you and you were in such pain about them and didn't know how to fix them then you start to look out for signs of those bad things happening and then you try to prevent them from happening like cuz you think you are by looking out for them i mean really what you're doing is calling more to you but you know that's why so it's like and i know i've always done this like i'm always trying to predict what's going to happen like my mind just works that way where i'm always like okay well i know that eventually i'm going to have to learn this so that means that this is probably going to happen. So then uh, maybe I should just learn that now. It's like I'm trying to control the experience. Meanwhile, not learning what I need to learn at this stage, which mm. could affect the next stage, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's also like <clears throat> you're not getting the full experience either because let's say, for example, just as an example, because it's an easy one for everyone to picture because I feel sure. like everybody's done it. You're with somebody. And you're like, they're going to leave me. And so because of this, I'm supposed to learn to, you know, experience heartbreak and be on my own and things like that. So I'm going to speed it up by leaving them first. Right. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, it's like, no, A, maybe they wouldn't have left you. And B, if they were going to leave you, let's say 100% they were going to leave you. You're not speeding anything up because it's a completely different experience by you controlling it or you allowing it to happen. Mm. Oh, I like that. That's interesting. Truth bomb. Mic drop. I'm out. <laughs> I like that. That's just a, that's a cool way to look at it because it's a really cool way to look at it because it's like 
if you could just because it goes along with our all of our anxieties about like I need to do something, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm supposed to fix this, but I don't know how type of thing. Like, and I'm not sure if this is the right. So it takes right. what you just said takes all that pressure away, and it's like it's like it reminds me of what, is it like a quote or something where. It's just like a guy. I just see a guy sitting meditating. It's almost like a Buddha. He's just like sitting and he's just meditating and he's just like, it's just like he's just letting it come and letting it go. And he's just like, maybe so, maybe so. Like, mm. it's just letting, just letting each experience come and just accept, just, just truly like, um, just accepting it and digesting it and being with it and then letting it pass through. And it's like, if we could be more easygoing, then, maybe these experiences that we typically think of as these horrible experiences wouldn't be horrible. They would be beautiful. Like maybe even breakups or divorces or like um, losing somebody, like 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 somebody passing on, right? Like we, we, we categorize them as there are these horrible things because we put all this meaning on top of it. But maybe if we would just um, – relax and allow, then actually we would experience something quite different because we would – who knows? I mean like whoever really relaxes into any of these things anyway, like you know what I mean? Like so it's kind of hard to even know how that would go. But I feel like there's a lot of stories of people just kind of being like – they wake up every day and they just make it their, you know, their dominant intent to relax and to accept what is. And if you can truly do that, then it's like – it's almost like you're on the ride, right? Like you're sitting on the Universal Park ride going in, in – or um, it's a small world after all, right? Like you're in the little cart that's on the track and you're being guided. You don't have to – have these like crazy um, course altering decisions that happen. It's kind of like if you can just accept, then you will literally be guided along the track to the next destination. It's not like it has to be this horrible gut wrenching like, ah, I'm like breaking everyone's heart and everyone's breaking my heart type of thing. Maybe it could be this very beautiful like cooperative thing. Yeah, I I like that. I agree with that. But I also I want to add that I also feel like I can think of I can think of a lot of people that I'm not going to name because it's not my place but I personally used to be addicted to like the drama right mm-hmm. and like feeling bad and like oh I just want to feel good but like in that same aspect you just want to feel good you just don't want drama in your life in that same aspect by you saying that you're calling more in and then on the other aspect when you everything is good you have this uneasy feeling of feeling like well what do i do i'm bored mhm like or, why is it good or like waiting for the shoe to drop like yeah. oh something's going to happen yeah it's like a feeling of being unprepared yeah it's cuz i notice that feeling a lot with me where it's like i have these moments where i'm like <laughs> again, it reminds me I, – I think I said this on the podcast once, but whatever, I'll say it again – where like I remember I used to just count down the days to the last day of school, especially in like elementary school slash middle school. I would just be like, oh my god, 
the last day of school till summer comes in, till summer break, just in two days, two days. Wow. And then like on the last day, first of all, it's barely like school. It's like a freaking free for all. And it's fun. And you're like, oh, wait, this is kind of fun. Like being around everybody and not having to do schoolwork. This is great. And you have this great time. And then all of a sudden you go home on the bus and then you get off the bus. And I remember I would get off the bus and I would like run home in the like spring, warm spring air with the sun shining. And it would be this one moment where all year where I felt like, I'm free and now I can do whatever I want. And then I would walk through my door and I would like look at my house and be like, I could do whatever I want. And then I would be like, I can do whatever I want. Oh my (laughs) God. What am I going to do? Like, what do I do now? Like, and, and I feel like that's how I feel about when I have these moments where I'm like, wow, everything is just great. I like bask in it for a second and all of a sudden I'm like, oh no. What do I do now? Like it, it almost like mm-hmm. it's it, it's we're almost conditioned to like like automatically fear it and then start going into like a problem solving mode again. You know, maybe you just need more structure. <laughs> That's probably very true. Well, I mean, like like kids like crave structure, yeah, because they can anticipate the next steps, right? Yeah. So, and you say you're anticipating like something bad to happen. So maybe changing the anticipation for something good to have and like uh, rewarding yourself with some kind of system. Like go get an ice cream every, you know, Tuesday at two. I don't know. <laughs> That's so cute. Every, an ice cream every Tuesday at two. Yeah, I definitely that think That so- literally, I don't know where that came from. So you should, you know, <laughs> think about that one. Okay. I mean, I feel like I reward myself by going to get my nails done. That's like my thing. I'm like, oh yeah, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, what I'm saying is I'll replace the ice cream with the nails if that's cool. With the nails? Yeah, you don't want to, you know, gain a lot of weight and yeah. <laughs> be unhealthy. I mean, but ice cream is really good though, so Ice don't... cream is really good. I love ice cream. I love ice cream too. We we digress. Go ahead. Let's go back to where we were. Um, yeah, no. I actually – I do think I, – I definitely do think – well, I just also think it's it's just – it's this is all changing, you know. Like I'd be interested to talk to kids, um, now, like who are growing up now, and I'd be interested to like hear how they feel about when good things happen to them, like when good things happen, and like what if they anticipate a bad thing happening? Because I do feel like this whole mentality is shifting. The more that we talk to our children, and the more that like children are really brought in on like again, how they're feeling, like how everyone is feeling, like, and it's really talked about, you know? Um, I mean, I I can tell you from my kids, they feel the same way you felt. They feel the same way that I felt. Oh, okay. Well, there goes that theory. (laughs) There goes that But maybe my kids aren't as enlightened as other people's children because (laughs) 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 maybe my kids – I mean, I don't know. Riley's pretty wise. Bryn can see spirits and, you know, for, uh, you but have I like baby incredible over there with Ollie. So. <laughs> Everybody calls him that. That's really funny. <laughs> but like the thing that I will say about Bryn, which is so fascinating to me, I've literally tried her whole life, no exaggeration, to tell her how amazing she is and how much I love her and how special she is and all the good things. And then when she gets in her mood, she's like, I suck. I can't do anything right. I'm the worst person. And I'm like, what is happening? No. 
no. And like we go back. So I just kind of watch it and I'm like, that is so interesting. I feel where do you come up with this? From you. Mic drop on that one. (laughs) That was intense. Well, I was just like, who does that sound like sometimes? Sometimes (laughs) you. When it's yeah. like, but I mean, I get the same way. I just don't have a kid around, you know, right now. But I get, the, you know, I get the same way. It's just mm-hmm. every once in a while, and and it's with her. It, like it seems. I mean, I feel like it's only once in a while, right? Mm, yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember having anxiety as a child. I don't remember having anxiety until I was probably in middle school. Um, but she definitely has anxiety and she definitely internalizes things a lot more. Like, a, like a, even yeah. if you were to get mad at the TV and raise your voice to the TV, it's now her fault and she's taking that on. Mm, so yeah. it's, it's a different level. It's such a different level. And it's interesting watching it because I'm like, what is happening? Um, yeah. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say that reminds me of me. Like, cause I remember I would get so upset if my dad would get upset at anything. Like if he got, if he raised his voice, I would immediately start crying. Like, but especially if it was towards other people or like if we were out and he got upset at like something, especially if it had to do with other people, I would get so upset and like take that on. Like I did not like, I just did not like conflict at all. I did not like any sort of like any any of that and I was very sensitive to that sort of energy and it felt like it was being put on top of me. So it's interesting. Mm, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see how maybe um, – I don't know. The, if you're listening to this, write in and let and you have children. Let us know how your kids – or handle self-criticism if they have any self-criticism yet. And then also if they feel like they're just kind of going with the flow or anticipating um, bad things happening. Like my friend, my little girl is always anticipating like something bad to happen. God bless her. I don't know why. <laughs> like, uh, what was it? Hmm. It was something about snowing and she was like, well, if it snows then that means that we can't do this and we can't do that. And and I was like, geez, man, think of all the fun stuff we can do. Mm. And she's like, oh no, I like it when it snows. I'm just saying we can't do this and we can't do this and we can't do this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's like focusing. It's like we're such creatures of limitation. What mm. it, I think Abraham says that she says we're the she says actually and this makes me think of John because John was talking about how like other beings like to observe us because and I, I, that goes kind of with what Abraham because they're fascinated by us and Abraham always says um, that 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 other beings are like fascinated by us because we are the masters of limitation. <laughs> Meaning like we have mastered this limitation thing. Like we are so good at it. Like nobody's better than us at this You need to know how to set limitations. We got you. Yeah, yeah. We got you covered. We are the experts over here at this. this. Um, So so apparently that's why beings come and are like, you know, uh, observing you sometimes just for their own like, hmm, there sleeps Ambrosia, a master of limitation. (laughs) (laughs) 
take notes, everyone. Yeah. Take notes. <laughs> um, take a picture but. if you can. <laughs> but yeah, I. This is so funny because I'm like, wait, what was the topic we started with? Oh yeah, um, just you know, just like working so hard at, at at this at this stuff, and just like, and and honestly, just. I feel right now, like after Ambie and I talked this this morning when I was like having my moment where I was just so anxious and then she was helping me out with something, right now I, I feel so light in my heart. I feel like, wow, why can't I just be like this every day? Like, man, if I could just feel this light about things, then everything would be great. Like, And I, I told myself today, I was like, I'm done with like every day waking up and like putting on something that I, I'm supposed to work on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm done with like that mentality of like, oh, okay, I need to work on myself more today. So what else can I put on like that will tell me what I'm doing wrong and how I need to do it better? And it's like, you know, I just think sometimes we just really need to kind of wake up and be like, how am I going to have fun today? How am I going to feel yeah. lighthearted today? You know? Like that should be our like more of our focus. Like, how am I gonna feel? What am I gonna do that's gonna make me feel light and happy and free today? How about that? I like that. That's a good focus. Yeah, that's a good focus point. A good way to come back, bring you into the present moment instead of being like, oh, it's stuck at this. So let me listen to Abraham or let me listen to a. Uh, I don't know, whoever. Rachel Hollis. Rachel Hollis. Sometimes she does make me feel bad. No, I – oh, she makes you feel bad? Sometimes she does, man. It's hard. Sometimes it's like if you're not further along, you're the problem. And I'm like, I am the problem, Rachel. You're right. And I know but, that that's not her intention, but like sometimes those like self-help gurus can make you feel worse about yourself. Well, it's because it's because going back to this, it's because it depends what this is. This is what I've deduced. It's like, what vibration are you in when you're seeking the help from the guru? Right. Like what vibration am I in when I'm looking up Abraham videos to listen to? Well, sometimes like when I haven't listened in a long time, I get inspiration to listen and it's like the exact thing I need to hear and it just lifts me up and I'm like, wow, I feel like a million bucks, right? But most of the time, it's almost like a habit. It's like I wake up and I'm like, I'll put on some Abraham. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that right. Okay, great. Yeah. And I'm not (laughs) doing that right. Okay. Well, and now I got to listen to more because I got to see what else I'm doing wrong. And (laughs) it's like the same. So it's all about like anything that you're doing in the vibration of I'm not doing this right is going to give you more of I'm not doing this right. So you got to really be mindful of like what what is your intention in listening to something and what is your current vibration? Where are you when you're seeking that? You know what I mean? Like sometimes you do need things to lift you up, but you got to have that intention of I'm going to be lifted up by this, not the intention of like, you know – well, I, I guess when you have no intention, then it kind of just takes you where you already yeah. are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would agree with that for sure. I had really funny – I was listening to the Rise podcast, Rachel Hollis, and um, <laughs> it like stopped playing literally four times. And I started screaming at my guys and I was like, you don't get to determine what I listen to. <laughs> like I'm losing my mind, right? Yeah. So finally I like – played it and was like, huh, take that. And I, I listened to it. It brought me to tears. Not a good choice. <laughs> I started feeling like, man, I suck as a mom. I suck at like life and like all this stuff. Right. 
So then I couldn't finish listening to it. So I stop it. So get myself together. I start like really going into caring like what people think, right? Oh my gosh. And then we had that review. And I was like, oh, it hit me in the gut, right? So then that day, this is crazy. That day I hear someone tell me, like not physically, but I heard my guide say, now you listen to Rachel Hollis. And I played (sighs) it. And the first thing she said was, it is not your business what other people think of you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. And then like, <laughs> I listened to the rest of it. And it brought me in. I rewound it. Rewound it? It doesn't matter. Rewound. I rewound it. I didn't know if you still do that because it's not a cassette. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I listened to the full thing again. And it was a completely different experience because I was in a completely different mindset. Exactly. And, and even like just realizing that we're – vibrational interpreters. So like sometimes too, when you're in one vibe, if you're in a low vibration and you listen to something, you're going to pull out the parts of it that feel like match that vibration. But then if you listen at another time when you're in a higher vibration, you can literally hear things that you could swear on your life that the first time they weren't even in there. Like that you can literally – because because it's yep. all an it's all a vibrational transmission, and I think that is the freaking coolest thing ever. Like like I know Abraham says that all the time that people accuse them of like putting new things onto the tapes that they've owned for like years, but it's it's really interesting because like we're just translating sound, we're translating it. So when you're in mm. one vibration and you're translating, you you only have access to a certain amount of it. When you're on another vibration and translating it, you can literally hear more, which is like what, but. It's true. There was there was a song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I am so sorry I don't remember which song it was. But normally, I don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I know I'm from California. What the hell? Anyway, <laughs> so I'm listening to their songs because I couldn't. I don't remember why I didn't change it, but I didn't change it. I think the road I was on was too windy, and I didn't want to like do anything different. And the words that they started singing. It was like create your own reality, manifestation, like good vibration, all of this stuff. I was like, what am I (laughs) listening to? And I've heard that song hundreds of times because it was from the 90s. But it was such a different song. And I've tried to find it again. And I can't hear the same words. And it blows my mind. That's crazy. Now I want to look it up. Red Hot Chili Peppers. It might be Californication, but I'm not 100% sure. But that's true though. Like how many songs you know the melody to so well, but you just kind of you just kind of like sing along like a zombie, you know what I mean? But then like you you figure out the lyrics, you're like, what? That was what we were singing all the time. Um Yep. Oh wow, yeah. Is it Californication? It says <laughs> it says uh, born and raised by those who praise control of population. Everyone's been there, and I don't mean on vacation. Firstborn unicorn, hardcore soft porn, dream of Californication. Destruction leads to a very rough road, but it also breeds creation. And earthquakes are to a girl's guitar. They're just another good vibration. And tidal waves couldn't save the world from Californication. Pay your surgeon very well to break the spell of aging. Sicker than the rest, there is no test, but this is what you're craving. Interesting. 
Is that it? Was that it? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I think I it really was. Don't. I, I think it might. Yeah. Let's say it was because I like that actually, but it's interesting because it was almost this resistance I had because it was like, whatever, you know, yeah. because literally everybody I know likes the red hot chili peppers. So it was, it was something about like, no, I'm not going to like that. I'm going to show it. Yeah. So, but then I heard this and I was actually listening to the words and I was like, what is this song? And it's actually uh, the second line that you, maybe the third line that you read has to do with what we're talking about. What like, was it? The destruction part. Destruction leads to a very rough road, but it also breeds creation. Ooh, it that does. Yeah. And earthquakes are to a girl's guitar. They're just another good vibration. Yo, that's cool. Isn't that crazy? And title, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. That's cool. I want to – yo, if you guys have – um, if you guys know of some other songs that have lyrics that are like – about this, but like people don't know it's about this. Like, I, I send them over to us because I think lyrics now are like this is very interesting, actually. Um, yeah. celebrity skin is this your chin, or is that, or is that war you're waging? Wow, I never marry me, girl, be my fairy to the world, be my very own constellation, a teenage bride with a baby inside getting high on information, and buy me a star on the boulevard. It's Californication. Interesting. Interesting. I feel, So the song is all about like, like the hypersexualized nature of our world? I don't know. Maybe I not. feel like the song is all about like the um, – just the the way that our um, what we consider normal and how it's insane and how it's not normal what we're fed mm. you know what I mean um, and then also when you're and I don't know I've never been in the spotlight or LA or the Hollywood I've been to the place but you know what I mean yeah um, I think when you're in there it's a much different you would know better than me but it's a much different experience than what other people experience. Yes. Yes. It's like it's like a place where everything is beautiful and everything is you when you go visit, it's amazing because you you're like, wow, like and then you think, wow, if I can just live here, my life would be amazing. Because it's so beautiful and everyone's beautiful and it's just like warm and perfect and everything is just perfect and there's so much to see and there's so much art and there's so much music and like you can go anywhere on any night and there's like an amazing band playing somewhere you know like you could just Mm -hmm. see everything and be a part of it but then if you move there and you're actually like that's your life and this is a blanket statement but um or it's just my experience and people that I know it's like it kind of becomes very hollow and you're mm-hmm. like, well, this is beautiful, but it, it really is like Tinseltown in a way. It's kind of like devoid yeah. of like those roots. So it's very interesting because like <clears throat> it's actually funny because I, I came up with this thing called uh, California symptom or like California – what did I call it? California symptom, I think. Well, like Californication. The no, Californication is what it should be called. Yeah, but where people in California, they're surrounded by so many people, but all they kind of do is they like find people who are from their home, like from where – because no one's no one's actually from California really who lives there. So no one's from LA actually. So um, they, they spend like a lot of their time like messaging and calling people who don't mm. live there 
um, right. to feel like they have real relations. Like I'm, I'm saying I did this and I witness people doing this to people that I know quite often where people are like coming to me going, why is this person messaging me? He lives in California and has a girlfriend there in LA, but this person's messaging me like, hey, what are you doing? How's it going? When I'm on the other side of the country. And I'm like, yeah, I used to do that all the time. And it's literally because I felt like just disconnected. Like I was there, but it wasn't – I wasn't connected. And this is no – if you live in California and you feel – if you live in LA and feel differently, tell us and that's awesome. I. It's just – Be I offended. We are offended. We offended. Be offended. <laughs> I don't even know how this ta- – this, <laughs> this episode has spiraled into Californication. <laughs> but um, anyway. I love it. No, but I, I mean I feel like – for me, I feel like it was a very different experience, but I didn't live in LA. I lived in San Diego and – for me, I guess I pictured when we lived in New Mexico and my mom told us that we were moving to California, I was like, oh my God, we're going to live in Hollywood and like <laughs> we're going to see all the movie stars, right? Yeah. And when I finally went to LA to see what it was like, it's literally in my mind, how you picture Hollywood is like Beverly Hills. Like that's how you picture it. And there's like one, one block. That's what it's like. And then it's very different everywhere else Um, in my mind because it's a lot like dirtier than I thought it would be. Well, that's in the Hollywood, Hollywood. Like because when people go to L.A., they go, where do you want to go? Hollywood because that's what you think. But Hollywood Hollywood itself is like Times Square. It's like dirty. There's people trying to sell you shit everywhere. It's really aggressive. It's not like what you think. There. Very fast paced. You're like, yeah. what the hell is happening? And like the same thing happened when I went to New York City. And I've never lived in New York City. But the same thing happened. Like I envisioned a, like sex in the city, right? <laughs> and then I went there and I guess it was like, I don't know what was happening. Because there was no trash being picked up. It was just outside. And I was like, why does it smell so bad? What is <laughs> happening today? Um, so it was just a very different reality. Like, whoa, what's going on here? Um, than what I anticipated. So it's funny how like we, 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 um, glorify things in our mind or we sexualize things in our mind that aren't really that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause that's what I have this memory as you're talking of when I was like, I, I was a freshman in co- freshman in high school and my best friend at the time, my, my mom was like asking me like, what do you want to do for your spring break? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, do you and like your best friend at the time like, sh- do you want to go on a road trip down like the shore and whatever? And I was like, road trip? And in my mind immediately popped up because um, this was a movie that had just come out, Crossroads with Britney Spears, and yeah. the scene where she and her, she and her friends go on a road trip, and then there's a scene where they do like she dresses all in like bl- like a like a denim skirt with like a black crop top, and her hair is all like crimped and weird, and then she does this like open mic night, and they're like her backup dancers, and she sings I Love Rock and Roll, and I literally was like, oh, so that's gonna happen. I packed that exact outfit, except I did not have Britney Spears. <laughs> I packed my crimper even, I think. And uh, oh my god, I love you so much. <laughs> and I literally was like, so that's what this road trip is going to be. Like I just imagined we'd end up in some I'm 6 I'm 15 years old. My mom's driving us, but I think yeah, your mom's going to take you to a bar. Yeah. Let's do it, mom. Like I'm like, "Oh yeah, who knows what's going to happen, but like we're definitely going to find an open mic night and like we're going to do this." 
it none of that happened. In fact, we were at like some like motel where like we didn't we didn't do anything. We like found some like ponies on the side. I remember something with ponies, but literally it was the most boring road trip ever. And um, yeah, so I have a history. I have I'm. I have a very vivid imagination. You know, I feel like my mom feels the same way about road trips because honestly, I will literally be like, oh, I have to drive to, you know, I don't know, Richmond, right? Which is maybe two hours away from me. And she'll be like, I want to come road trip. And I'm like, no, it's for work. What's happening? No, you can't come with me. And she's like, it's a road trip. And I'm like, no, it's, it's not it's a road not. trip. Calm down. So, like, it's a two hour I, car ride, is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, when I drove to Philly this last time, she was like, Road trip, I'm coming with you. And I was like, Are you sure? Because, like, I'm doing a live event where I'm going to be channeling. And she's like, Oh, maybe I'll come next time. I'm like, Okay. Oh, she un- she doesn't, she's not down with the channeling? She's not down with the channeling. She's not down. She doesn't understand the idea of um she doesn't really understand the idea of readings either she's or like the podcast like she doesn't get any of it (laughs) just doesn't get this so people pay money to talk to you and i'm like (laughs) no it's not like that or she'll be like so people just listen to you and your friend talk Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, that's that's what they do. <laughs> Especially or like right I now. Her, I told her about the retreat, and she's like, so people just want to meet you? Yeah. And I'm like, I never mind, Mom. It's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's okay. Oh, my God. Well, this has been um, a very random but awesome Monday episode. And I have enjoyed this Californication conversation very much. As do I. And I feel like everyone, I hope your week is like this. I hope your week is random and fun. Yeah. Do what makes you feel light and free and what was the other word I said? I don't remember. Fluffy maybe? Light and free and fluffy. Light and free and fluffy. Absolutely. Just go, just chill out on all this doing all this hard work. It's like we do a lot of we're, – we're doing the work. The work's happening. Let's just try to um, enjoy. Enjoy. Mm, enjoy the moment. Yeah. Indeed. Last week was like a roller coaster of emotions and then like half the people I know are sick. Let's just all take a break this week. Let's yeah. just relax. Like Alexa said. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm still – I. I think we're all just processing things and releasing things and it's coming up in the form of like phlegm to be quite honest with you. So that's my theory. But (laughs) tough times. Anyway, we love you all so, so, so much. Um, uh, Leave us a rating or review. Only if they're nice. Just kidding. Be you. Be you. Do you. It's cool. Um, And yeah, check out the retreat if you're (laughs) – Check out the retreat if you want to get in before the three spots fill up. And if you want a private reading with Ambi or an EFT session with me, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. And that's all for now. We love you. Bye. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Bye.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within. 